Building an online business is more than branding, content, and sales. It's what happens behind the scenes during the highs and lows that make or break your business. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, and this is The Kim Doyle Show. I'll be sharing my own journey of 10 plus years growing an online business, as well as talking to entrepreneurs who are on the ground, creating, building, and showing up every day. Remember, do business as only you can do. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. I am, as always, your host, Kim Doyle. And, you know, I, I'm just going to jump right into this episode today, guys, because um, I, I actually debated on doing this. And let me paint a picture because <laughs> I feel like I'm in this twilight zone right now with all of the fires in Northern California. It looks like it's winter, like it's supposed to start raining, right? And then you step outside and you realize, oh, it's still like 95 degrees. It feels very weird. And if I sound stuffy or my throat, whatever, my voice sounds odd, I I think it's because of the air quality. That is just sadly lacking right now because of all the fires, even though I am probably, gosh, a few hours away from the nearest fire. So it's, it's, I think they're saying this is, well, the Mendocino fire is like the worst fire in state history. Anyways, I don't know what is with me and these weather reports. I do this in my emails too. I'm like, oh, like, let's talk about the weather. I actually have other things to talk about. Anyway, I am working on coffee number three. So bear with me. I'm super, super wiped, but I really thought this would be valuable. So, you know, I, I like I said, I debated about doing this episode mainly because I'm in the thick of things and I'm still pretty raw. But I also know that the best way of getting to the other side of things is through it. And so just for those of you who maybe just get the updates, you didn't grab the title. This is called Running a Business When Life Goes Sideways and My Secret Project. This is episode 10. So let's jump in. Um, But yeah, back to (laughs) getting through things, right? After 48 years on this planet and a lot of inner work, I've learned to tame the ego a bit. And, and when I say a bit, it's it's eh, it's always a work in progress, right? But I found a lot of peace in the surrender, even if it takes me longer than I'm comfortable with, which it usually does. You know, like most people, um, when when things don't feel good or they're hard. I, you know, I used to approach things like, well, tell me what to do, right? Like I could I could create this checklist of sleep, exercise, rest, meditate, like all these things, and I would just get through it. Or, you know, we are, I, I think specifically Western culture, it's very task-oriented. And so we think, what are the steps that I can do to get to the other side of this, right? And it, it just, I've so learned it doesn't work that way. That doesn't mean I still don't try that. No, that is right. The definition of insanity. Kim keeps doing the same thing, expecting different result. Not totally true. I'm not quite there anymore, but I will give you fair warning. If this stuff makes you uncomfortable, now is probably the time to stop listening because I'm going to go deep into some personal stuff here as much as I can. Uh, The other disclaimer that I want to give you guys before I get into the episode is that the stuff that's going on in my personal life is not solely my journey. So if I'm a little cryptic, it's out of love and respect for everyone involved. It has nothing to do with, with, oh, I want to tease you or not give it all or shame or embarrassment or any of that kind of stuff. I'm a little bit over, notice I said a little bit, a little bit over most of that at this point, but it's, it's really not only my story to tell. So I will be sharing it from my perspective, which is pretty much all I can do, right? So before, I, I have to kind of paint a picture for you guys, right? So I'm going to set the stage a little bit because, again, this episode is running a business when life goes sideways. So I want to sort of bring you up to speed on the business side of things. Then we'll get into the personal side of things. And then I am going to talk to you about how I'm doing this day to day right now. So for starters, the current business situation, I can honestly tell you that I have never been happier with the work that I'm doing and the direction my business is heading. You guys all know that I've done this massive pivot this year from the WordPress chick to Kim Doyle. I'm no longer doing any website work and have 
absolutely fallen in love with content creation, content marketing, content strategy, whatever falls under the big old heading of category of, of category, the category heading of content, I'm I'm in it, right? So for lack of a better word, I or better explanation, I should say, is that I feel like I'm home. Like this has been coming home to me and it's been a long, <laughs> a long time getting here. But again, you know, it's it's been an amazing journey in terms of my business. The other fun side of this is that I've also brought back a first love, which is creating with my hands. I have been painting, drawing, and digging into that side of me that was always a huge part of my life pre-computer. And the fun piece of that, you guys, I used to spend hours in my room drawing. I would get a stack of white paper and I would just put it on a book. I'd lay on my stomach, get a pencil and eraser, and I would just draw and do stories and I would draw and draw and draw. And then I'm trying to think what the next phase, I, it was just always a hobby, right? And I was pretty decent at it. And I got into lettering and doing that type of stuff. And then in school, I was always doing, you know, posters and anything I could do creatively really was, was super fun for me. I didn't take an art class. I'm trying to think it was probably my senior year in high school was the first actual art class I did. I was our senior class publicity officer, right? Which was fun. I basically got to do posters for events and stuff. I friggin' loved it. It was totally my sweet spot. And I really, at the time, when I was in high school, like I really thought I was going to go into graphic design. I don't know if I've ever shared this, but I thought I was going to go into graphic design. At the time, there was the California College of Arts and Crafts in Oakland, which I think they dropped the crafts. It's like California College of Arts. Uh, welcome to the 21st century. <laughs> and I, I went to uh, local junior college the first couple of years. I took a handful of art classes. I've got a decent portfolio. I just was scared. Truth be told, I it was something I loved. It was something I felt I had some confidence in. And I think I was afraid to, I think I was just afraid of being judged and not being good enough, to be honest with you. I transferred to Sacramento State and I took a couple art classes there too. And I, the whole intention was always to do graphic design. That's where I thought I was going to be going. And at the time, it really felt like the only options in that space were like advertising. And I just, I don't know, you know, for being as type A as I, as I am, definitely mellowed out. I, I was not up for being competitive about this thing. And it was just a, it's, it was a perception, right? I painted this picture. Needless to say, I would do it on and off over the years. And it was in 1998 when I opened a scrapbook store. I had some font stickers I designed, published. And, you know, I was doing a lot of creative stuff with my hands at the time. Well, fast forward to an internet business and all of that just kind of got put on the back burner. But here's the thing. Let me, let me bring this back to this whole piece of, of bringing back this first love is that something magical happens when you follow your own internal guidance and you're willing to trust the process, which has been a huge <laughs> struggle for me. The trust, right? I always have felt, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? You know, give me the steps to manifesting exactly what I want. And then it's supposed to show up. There was never a surrendering of the process. Um, but with that, that, you know, that magical thing that happens when you trust and let go and listen to yourself, that the tough thing with that is that it's one of the hardest things to explain to anyone who hasn't experienced it. Or if you're stuck in the task side of things, of making things happen, right? And let me clarify that there is a huge difference between doing the work and making things happen. So as an example, you know, when I'm inspired and I'm doing the right work, I am so much more detached from the outcome. I believe in what I'm doing. I believe there's value in it. I, I can just show up and put it out there and I let go of it. Now, mind you, I've got business goals and, and intentions and want to earn a good living. All of that stuff is there. But like, I know it's there. I don't have to keep revisiting it. And some things are created and put out into the world with Okay, this is going to be a big thing. Let's let's actually do like a product launch, that type of stuff, right? And other things, I'm not as attached to it. And that's the magic that happens from this internal trust, right? I am so much more detached from the outcome when 
it's something I love. Doesn't mean I don't get disappointed. It doesn't mean I don't get bummed when something doesn't do more. But usually if something doesn't do more, and I'm being specific to an income outcome, is it's because I didn't promote it enough. It's that simple, right? And it doesn't it doesn't mean everything I put out there is great either. I'm not saying that. But you'll get feedback. And if it sells and you're getting some people buying it, well, then something's working. And if you're getting feedback on what people are doing as they go through it, whatever it is you're selling, if they, whether it's buying, you know, a t-shirt you created or going through a course or going through your mentoring, whatever. If you're not doing more in terms of volume, it just, it's, it's a marketing and promotion thing. It's, which you guys, let me tell you, that has been this huge epiphany for me in the last year that, you know, if something is working, it's so much easier to course correct, tweak and test than it is to go back to the drawing board and start another project or start something else, right? And I'll tell you on a side note, this is totally off script, not that the show notes are ever ever really on script, right? Um, But looking at, you know, lead surveys and that getting shut down, there was, I think the, the product idea was good and the potential for it was good. But as much as I love using software and trying it and implementing things in my business, I don't love creating it. I can't. So there's that. But I don't, it doesn't necessarily get me excited. It was more of the idea of having, you know, I painted this picture of having a SaaS company and doing this thing. But I can tell you that what I'm doing now always excites me. It just, it does. It's super easy. So from that perspective, I've I've simply learned to trust So here's an example. After I launched the free course, the Content Traffic Kickstarter, and if you haven't signed up for that, you can just go to contenttraffickickstarter.com, totally free. But I looked at the results I had gotten. I had over 500 subscribers to this course in less than 10 days. And that's the kind of stuff I love digging into. So if somebody tells me, wow, I did this, these are the results I got. I love the behind the scenes. I'm a little bit of a nut with the case studies and how did that work and what did you do? So I had documented the process using a couple spreadsheets and a calendar for things. And then I asked the community if they were interested in learning how I did it. And of course they said, yes. Sorry, I had to get a little coffee and list explosion was born. I am still not super keen on the name. It it does feel a little bit JV zoo to me, but it's changing. The name is not a high priority on the list right now. And I'll tell you why and when I probably will change it. But what I did is I first offered it as a paid class for $49. I put it out there. I shared it with the group. I emailed my list. And then I hosted the live class on August 2nd. And I've left it up at that price point. It was going to have to expire. But I'm, I'm my life, and we'll get to that in a minute, has been a little bit busy and consuming. And, and I thought, well, maybe I should leave it at that price point until I break it down further. Because what I'm going to be doing is then recording shorter videos for each of the modules. And I did the presentation. It was almost a two-hour class. And, excuse me, I think there's five modules with different pieces broken into it, right? And then I have, I think there's three spreadsheets, two calendars, and then the PDF slides. But it's nobody wants to necessarily sit, unless you're participating in a class, to go back. I know myself, I don't want to go watch an hour video and then have to do another hour video. So I thought, okay, let's break this into it. Let's break it down so that each module, say there's, I forget, maybe three, three to four lessons within each module, I'll do shorter videos. So it's easier to consume. You can go through module one, get it done. So that's probably when I'll raise the price, but I think I'm going to just keep it um, at 49 for now. And then it'll go to $97. Here's the thing. I didn't overthink it. I didn't create a launch plan around it. I decided, huh, would you guys want to do this? Because part of what I also did with this course, the content traffic Kickstarter, that is a mouthful, is as I was creating it, I was I was taking screenshots. I was sharing the slides. I would share a screenshot of the spreadsheet. I gave updates and I was kind of teasing as it was coming out. And remember guys, this was a free course and I was also detached from you need to do X, Y, Z all the time. I I just work much better with what's what I'm looking gentle, 
gentle structure <laughs> works really well in my life. And <clears throat> so in doing that, I had all of this documentation ready to go. So I didn't overthink it. I just put it out there and it sold. And in fact, because of what's going on in my life personally, I probably did minimal promotion on this and that's okay. And the truth is I almost canceled the live class because it was sort of the day after everything hit the fan and I I was really just so, so drained and numb. And I thought, well, what are you going to do? Like sit in this? And there are times I want to sit in it. I'll tell you that much, but it didn't feel right. And I thought, no, I need to do this. I need to shift my mind for a while. I love this stuff. And, you know, it's going to help me get my mind off of everything else if I spend some time with my tribe, right? My people. So that example just goes to show you letting go of what stuff is supposed to look like, what you should be doing, you know, stop to think about it, how long it takes you. And maybe it doesn't, right? But I know even that that free course is, it took me a month to produce it. And then kind of putting it out and sharing it for a couple of weeks. And it's kind of slowed because of what's going on. But it's so okay. <laughs> but the point is, the list explosion, it was like a week, it was an idea. And I knew, look, you can create the slides, you can pull this together, you can provide a ton of value, you know, and I don't know, seven, $800 later, I was like, okay, well, that was cool. You know, that worked. I, it might be more, I haven't added it up lately. But it's simply one of those. What would my business look like if I if I had to make everything this big monumental thing, right? Which is all coming back to trust and surrendering. So I will continue sharing and promoting the class, but for now, all is well. I, I I just can't stress over the list explosion right now. Okay, now here is the flip side of all of this magic that happens when you trust and surrender, right? Is that the truth? And there is a part of me that feels, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I don't know if it's guilt or what, but I'm really frustrated. I am really frustrated that my personal life is consuming so much of my time. And that might sound asinine because it's my life, right? There's, there isn't a whole lot of separation for me, guys. Like business is here and personal life is here. I am my business, right? I'm not some brand that I'm behind. It's like, I'm Kim Doyle. It's the brand, right? I have to show up. And so there's not a ton of separation for me, but it's it's really frustrating. <clears throat> don't get me wrong. I'm so very grateful that I don't have a job, you know, that I have to get up and go to and commute and have to be at and, well, I don't have any more sick time or vacation days. So, you know, it, it, all of all of the appointments and things that I'm having to go to to step away from my business right now to go take care of. Yes, I'm not getting paid if I'm not working, right? I mean, which it, it anyways, entrepreneurs get that piece of it. At the same time, that's a luxury a lot of jobs won't afford you. So for that, I'm super grateful. Um, but the thing is, you guys, I want to be working. I want to be creating. I have completely taken over my dining room table with all of the watercolors and drawing stuff. And I have this, my dining room tables, it was old. It's my grandparents, but it's one of those where there's two extra leaves. So, you know, I could seat, I don't know, 12, 14 around the table. It's a long table. So I I put the extra leaf in. I'm going to put a picture in the post. I took it and it's like, I just get to leave it. Right. So every time I walk downstairs, I look at it longingly. Well, Okay, not totally longingly because I I just have never used the word longingly in a post and I thought it'd be kind of fun. But I do think to myself, okay, well, I'll I'll finish that painting tonight, right? Or I'm gonna go practice. I, I'm really getting into typography and doing freehand, you know, fonts and lettering and stuff. And I thought, oh, I'll go practice. And then there's this other piece of the secret project, which I'm gonna reveal. All will be revealed at the end of this episode. I'm gonna tell you guys what it is there's a part of that that I need to go do too. So I go downstairs and there it is. And I'm like, Oh, you know, but 
you know, it just hit me literally, you guys, as I'm recording this, it hit me that it's kind of like exercise or any of those other things. When you treat it like it's a luxury you'll get to later, you're never going to get to it. So I think it's probably something that I need to start blocking out and saying, okay, you know, with Thursday, two to four, you're downstairs doing that work. Um, but here's the problem. Then tonight rolls around and I just want to check out or, and, or <laughs> my, my hands and wrists are tired from being on the computer all day. I don't know about you guys, but I think a big challenge with my wrist, my right wrist right now is my damn phone, but <laughs> we'll leave that for another conversation. But my brain is done. You guys, I get sometimes at night, I get to this point, like, I don't know about you. I'm in the cerebral state all day, uh, whether it's creating something or connecting. And I'm a little bit of a nut that I'm always listening to something. You know, when I wrote the show notes for this post, I had to, I listened to Noisly or Brain FM, but I had to just put on like rain and, and wind and just ambient sounds so that I could focus. Because for the most part, I've always got a podcast in or I'm listening to an audio book or I'm watching a video on how to do something or I'm editing or whatever, right? So there's there's not a ton of, how do I want to say it, brain off time for me? So when the evening rolls around, sometimes my brain is just friggin' done, right? Which is truly why I love the current state of television watching today. I love to binge watch because it is one of the only things that shuts my brain off. It's the same reason I watch Harry Potter over and over. The music makes me happy and I don't sit and watch it necessarily, but it's on in the background and maybe I'm just, you know, playing around on my computer watching doodling videos or, or artists or whatever, like stuff that is not relevant to doing work. Here's the thing though. Then my ego shows up because as much as I think I've tamed it, I hope you guys are following this. It's, it's like a teeter-totter, right? Like up and down, up and down. But then my ego shows up reminding me that, uh, girl, it's August. Like you've got to get her done. Like get this done. So manage the emotions and schedule stuff in and get it done. Here's another example. This week, I had two friends who are from other parts of the world. Um, Sashu, I don't know if you're listening to this. Thank you for your understanding. Was out from Connecticut. We had made plans to have dinner tonight. I am fried. Uh, good friend Jurgen Strauss, who is awesome, is in the Bay Area from Australia. And we were supposed to have dinner Friday. And I said, can we please move it to next week? Hopefully, based on their schedule. I'm just, I'm friggin' tired, right? So it's like, I, I get this crazy, stupid waffling in my head of, you've got work to do. You've got to make money. You've got bills to pay. And then my body and my eyeballs are like, take a nap. Just, just go lay down, girl. Take a nap. And the truth is, I listen to the take a nap way more than the get her done voice. And because the thing is, I don't necessarily feed the voice, but it is still there. And, you know, thank God, you know, my therapist reminds me all the time, they're just feelings. <laughs> That's They're just feelings. And so I try to hold on to that. All right, guys. So this brings me to my personal life. I have got some really serious stuff going on with my son right now. And uh, I might cry. It's just, it's breaking my heart. You know, there comes a point. Uh, I did not think I was going to do this. But there comes a point, and I'm going to leave it in. I'm not editing this out. But there comes a point with your children when you realize you have very little control over what happens in their life. And... I don't know how relevant this is. I truly believe our, our children come through us. You know, they're not mine. I'm here to guide them and love them and, you know, help them spread their wings. But I, I, I'm i not one of those people that lives vicariously through my kids at all. I hope that they feel hopeful and that they can do whatever they want with their lives. Um, but, you know, I'm just, I'm in the thick of this right now. It's It's really been a challenging few years for he and I. And it's, it's tough because he's 17 now. And, you know, I've always been super close to my kids. Um, and I think it's, we have a, 
unique relationship. Gosh, you guys, let me, I got to take a sip of coffee. Okay. You know, my daughter was six when my husband passed away and my son was only two and a half. So I think because of our circumstances, we kind of became this tight little trio, right? Always having each other's backs. I mean, (laughs) I just, I feel for any kids who ever harassed my son (laughs) because my daughter would have none of it. She just got in their face and just told them, you will not do this to him. I mean, she is, was, and is one of his biggest champions. But, you know, I think that we probably got closer than maybe I would have been with them growing up if my husband had been here. And obviously I don't have a crystal ball, so it's just an assumption. Um, You know, and for me, parenting, I was never one of those people that ever doubted having kids. Like I just knew I would. I remember my husband said to me one time, what if I, what if I hadn't wanted kids? And I said, well, we wouldn't have been together. It was, it like, it was just a, it's a total, it was a total non-negotiable for me. Right. And I never had any fear around parenting. And I remember a friend saying to me, and I will, t- I, I will say, I mean, how old was I when I had my daughter 26 that I remember thinking, you know, because you're going through this pregnancy and all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, this is forever, <laughs> which sounds so silly to, to say, But, you know, at that age, you just kind of go, oh, yeah. But I just, I knew, right, that, yeah, I'm going to do this and it's going to be fine. Well, life threw us a curveball 15 years ago. And for the most part, you know, I really felt like we'd gotten to the other side of things. Then I realized I'd gotten to the other side of things. I can't speak for my children, you know. And I also know that we, I don't know, guys, when you're going through something, it feels, it can feel so lonely and the ego and the mind will do all these crazy comparisons of other people's lives. Like, you know, knowing what my son is going through and some of my closest friends, like childhood and and high and my girlfriends right from high school. And I see their kids all excelling in all these other areas and stuff. And it's just, you know, your ego wants to tell you what a mess life is. And I I can't go there. I'm really doing everything in my power not to go there. Um, But the truth is, I, I, you know, I've made a real conscious decision as an adult, seven years ago, that I wanted to move through the rest of my life differently. And I have always been pretty outgoing and driven. But along with that came a ton of drama and reactiveness. And I was, I was totally this suck it up soldier, get her done, right? I mean, I thrived on being busy and being as productive as humanly possible. I would work all day. I would have, you know, and this is when I was commuting and working full time outside of the house. And it was like, great, I'd come home and they were little, right? So it was like, all right, we'd, as a trio, we'd go to Costco and then we'd come home and bath, bed, like, all that stuff. And if it, if I had the energy, it's like, great, well, I'll iron my clothes tonight for work. I mean, it was this nonstop. The weekends were full of what can I, I, I don't know. It was just nonstop, guys. We'll just leave that. Um, You know, and there's, there's still this part of me that is innately a doer. I, I think it's who I am. It's how we move through the world. I do. I mean, and um, all the work I've done over these past seven years has helped me learn to be present. And it's still something I work on every single day. But learning to surrender has been a huge challenge for me. But I've learned that I actually get through things so much faster when I stop resisting. You know, so I know that the stuff I'm going through with my son, it's it's like this double whammy, right? Like my heart breaks for him. My heart breaks for me. Um, I'm sad for everybody that loves him. It's It's... I can't really put it into words and I don't really want to start crying again. So we're going to keep going, but it, which is what brings me today, right? Like how do you run your business as your life is going sideways? So for myself, after initial reactions and emotions play out, because I have learned to let them play out. And I, I, again, you guys, I don't want you to think that this is all Zen over here because there's a part of me that just wants to curl up and check out for a while. 
But what I'm choosing to do is to get as conscious as I can. So in this case, I've really focused on setting my intentions because I I know myself well enough to know that I will get through this, that he and I will get through this. And, you know, as a family, we're going to get through this. I mean, my parents are involved and just extended. It's, it's, it's a big thing that we're dealing with, but here's, here's what I've done. So gosh, guys, I'm sorry. Okay. So, right. So there's all of these things that are out of my control right now. So when I've rested after literally you guys, I think I watched six or seven hours of Netflix last night. I I started watching the center, which also is kind of horrific and makes you, you know, it's obviously it's fictional, but you go, okay, this isn't so bad. Uh, I just, I had to check out. I didn't want to talk about anything yesterday. Um, here on the flip side of that today coming from this place is what are things that I can do? Um, you know, the first thing of course is to reach out for support, my family, my friends, my therapist who, you know, even talking to her Monday, I said, you know, part of me feels that I don't have this luxury to take care of myself. But then the wiser part of me says, girl, you got nothing else. You got to take care of you because that's how you're going to get through this. Uh, choosing not to talk about the situation when I need a reprieve, when I need a break. I mean, my son wanted to talk last night and I said, I just can't. I need to unplug tonight, please. And next would be getting as much rest as I can, regardless of what else, quote unquote, needs to be done. From a business perspective, I think anybody who is in this online space or any business, you're never done, right? There's never, there's, there's just never this, oh, I completed, whew, good, right? You can complete projects or tasks, but then there's always the next thing. There's always the next thing. So ideally, you take some time to celebrate the wins and the completions and all of that. And then when things don't work out, I did a little bit of mourning around lead surveys. I did. Um, and I, you honor that too. Next up is to not judge myself. And I think I've done a pretty good job this time of not doing what a coulda, shoulda, right? I mean, it's definitely been a lesson for me in listening more and trusting because there were times years ago when I felt something in my gut. And I don't know. And I don't know that that would have prevented any of this, right? So I don't feed that. But the judging piece, I'm not doing it from a parenting perspective. I mean, not judging myself for what I ate, for watching six or seven hours of TV. I mean, it's crazy, you guys, right? I took a nap yesterday afternoon and I woke up and I was like, eh, I'm not going to move. <laughs> I'm just going to turn the TV on. Um, for not walking the dogs, which, you know, part of me keeps telling myself, I mean, the air is pretty heinous outside and it's miserable during the day. But then last night, I was like, oh, you're going to feel better. I, I knew. So we went for a walk. They were beside themselves. I felt better. But then I had some ice cream. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't judge myself for any of this right now. At the same time, uh, even though I'm on coffee number three today, and I'll tell you what, like I love coffee. So this feels kind of more like a treat than a, than anything else, I should say. But I also am a big water drinker. I you know, juice my own juices, green juices and stuff. And to make sure that I'm doing that for myself. Whereas before it would have been like, oh, this is healthy and dieting and, you know, structure supposed to, this is something I can do for me. Um, And then doing little things that bring me joy. (laughs) Here's what a nut I am, you guys. I have already started burning a pumpkin candle in my bedroom. I told my son, I said, I promise. I said, I won't do it throughout the house. I've already bought some. Michael's had some, like three for 10, the big jar candles. But I thought, you know, it looks like winter outside. There's something about the the fall sense of pumpkin and spice and apple cinnamon and stuff that feel cozy and nurturing to me. And so like, you know, I'm binge watching TV in my room last night. The sh- <laughs> I probably looked like, I don't know what it looked like, but like all my shutters were closed, but I had this pumpkin candle going. And it just, I felt it was a cozy feeling. So it's, it's doing those little things for myself, right? Those things that bring me simple moments of joy. I can do that for myself. The other thing is I can totally love on my dogs. They, 
are pure joy. They just, they, they are. And I adore them and they're fun and their personalities make me happy. And so with this crummy, smoky weather, one thing I've done is I go sit in my living room and I throw tennis balls and I just run them, you know, and it's funny because I had my son's all, why are you wearing gloves? And anyone who's picked up a tennis ball after it's been in a dog's mouth, it gets gross, right? But I don't care. I'm like, that's all right. I'm wearing gloves and we're going to, we're going to play. And they're super happy. And then of course, you know, everything is content. I get some fun pictures or whatever (laughs) for Instagram too. That's just the way my brain works. Um, The other thing is to stay connected to my community. You know, I I, I don't want to say that, you know, a long time ago I would have felt, well, I would have, I think there would have been maybe a lot of shame around what I'm going through. Now I'm just trying to honor the sadness, uh, love him as hard as I can while trusting what needs to be done needs to be done. Right. So staying connected to the community, be, you know, reaching out, um, Lorraine McNulty, thank you for your, your support and help with the group. She is a moderator in the group for me and just, it means the world to be able to honestly tell someone I'm, I'm struggling. This is what I'm going through. And then the other thing guys that I have learned is that when you say this is what I'm going through, you'd be surprised how many people say, "Hmm, went through something like that with a child of mine or experienced that too. It's going to be okay. And, you know, now we're here or, you know, talking to a dear friend a few weeks ago and he said, I was an idiot in like high school, college. And, you know, I wasn't kind to my parent, all the stuff. And he said, I turned out okay, did sweet, kind, loving person. So there is a lot of power in talking with people as well. So I know staying connected to the community, whether, you know, I've got appointments and stuff with everything going on that I'm completely offline. So just being forthright and honest about that takes the pressure off of not being there. Um, the other thing is to work when I want to work, meaning it's okay to want to move forward. It's okay that I say, I'm glad he's at school today because I can work and and I can focus. And then there are times where I want to do that, but my brain is not agreeing with me. So I'll give it the old college try. And then if it, if it's not clicking, then I'm giving myself permission to go do something else. So I can tell you with quite a bit of certainty that this is absolutely not how I would have handled things even five years ago. You know, in many ways, I'm super grateful that I'm in this sort of rebuilding phase of my business. Hold on, I need some more coffee. Mainly because I don't feel a ton of pressure. You know, and I guess it's, I don't know, like, talk about a godsend, right? I can't imagine if I had clients and a team waiting on me for stuff or needing things. Like, I I didn't feel that I had that luxury, which tells you I didn't set things up in a way that my business could run without me. But I can now. And I know that I can be honest and share uh, and then step back if I need to retreat a bit because of what I've spent the last year building is, which is a community, you know, the last five years of the podcast, building relationships, supporting other people. I feel that support back. You know, I I really, I, I think more than anything, my frustration truly comes from this place of, you know, I want to be doing, I want to be creating. It's, I just don't have the bandwidth or the space right now to do as much as I would like to be doing. My MO tends to be, I create and I go, 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 go. Then I crash anyways, but that's been interrupted. So anyways, you know, it's just tough right now. I, I I know that we're gonna get through this. I don't know what that I don't know what any of it looks like. That's the tricky part, right? Is with so much out of my control. Um I think I'll know more, have have some more idea about what this looks like, you know, in the next few weeks. But until then, it's simply one day at a time. So in a very uncommon request to you guys, I could use all the love and support you feel like sending my way. On that note, we're going to pivot to something a little more fun. (laughs) And uh, I do want to say that if you have been listening this far, thanks, (laughs) because 
I know this is probably not the typical stuff I talk about, but I appreciate you, you know, sticking around. So drum roll, please. Here is my secret project, which won't be so secret after this. I am stepping into the world of physical products. What the bucket are you, right? Like, what does that have to do with content marketing? Well, all right, let me, let me paint the picture for you. So I've stepped fully into this world of content creation and marketing, and I've gotten back into this love of creating with my hands, right? So I thought, I want to combine both. And here's a couple little things I've done, you guys. And and here's a, this. Okay. I got a little bit too excited there. Let me just say this. This is part of the trusting process. As I started dipping my toes into realizing, okay, it's all going to be content marketing as opposed to WordPress, which I still use and love, right? And we'll talk about. But when I realized this was the space that I was going to pivot to, I was like, ooh. And so then you start digging, right? You you end up on all these <laughs> side journeys on the interwebs of, oh, this thing and then that thing. And then it's, okay, that's when I started pulling out the pens and paper with no idea of where it was going to lead to. So this, again, is the fun of the trust. And, and this is where everything is content also came into play because I would map out. I There is something for me. I do better when I write things down. I remember them more frequently. It's it helps my brain to process stuff. And so I started doing like mapping of things, right? And I would take a picture and post on Instagram and get results. And I'm like, huh, it's interesting. And I will tell you as I get a little bit more into what this is, the power of the right hashtags comes into play too. Um, but I really wanted something that could, that could combine all of the stuff with content creation, marketing strategy, and creating stuff with your hands. So I've tested and used a handful of tools for planning and creating content, but they're all digital, which obviously I love as much too, but most of it is one element or it's scheduling, right? Scheduling, planning, repurposing, but it's not, it's, for myself, it's just not super conducive to thinking out what does my content look like, you know, saying here's the month. What are, what are some goals and what are, what, what campaign do I need to run this week, this month, right? Like what, what are the goals of my content marketing? Where do I want to be? So it's just not being able to see all of that at once, right? So as an example, now that I have this content traffic Kickstarter course, everything needs to funnel people into that. Then what is the sequence that follows up once they're in the course? And what is the communication like with once they're in it, right? Which you guys... I haven't finished all of that, but remember, I still pulled the trigger and I've gotten some great feedback. So moving on to the pen and paper piece of this. So earlier this year, I tested the bullet journal and I realized that the bullet journal system is a little bit too rigid for me, a little too structured, but I fell in love with sort of all things, quote unquote, journaling because... (laughs) One, so I get this bullet journal and someone, a friend of mine says, oh, have you heard of this? And I think it was Boho Berry. So that leads me down a rabbit hole. There are like entire worlds of people who create massive content around journaling and planning. But the thing is they're doodling, they're drawing, they're creative. And so I thought, huh, I don't have to use the bullet journal the way he suggests to use a bullet journal. I'm going to do what I want to do with it. So, you know, a two page spread might be on goals. And then another one, like I was listening to some spiritual stuff I listened to, and they say, create a book of positive aspects. So I opened the journal and I drew an actual book and I, and I did, you know, lettering and book of positive aspects. So I just start dumping, like doing a brain dump of what are positive aspects when it comes to business, to love, to relationships, to, to finance, to all of those things. So that's an example. So I've taken something that's supposed to be this rigid system, like what, how is this going to work for me? How can I, right? So I started playing with that and it, it blew my mind. (laughs) I am now subscribed to multiple YouTube channels and Instagram profiles of people who were doing this. And this again is a magic that happens when you get in line, you get in alignment, I should say, with what's going on internally and what you want. Because 
again this morning, this, this is how everything happens, right? I see, oh, there's this creative live class on this, and then someone's going to teach drawing. And again, I've done a, all of that stuff my whole life, but it's been a while. I feel a little bit rusty. So stepping into it has been this beautiful, exciting, fun distraction that I can merge into my business. Enter the content action planner. Okay. And I will have a link in the show notes or you can just go to contentactionplanner.com to sign up for early notification. Logo's not in place. None of that's in place yet. But the point of this, I have used and use, I've got the passion planner, there's best self journal, there's all these things, but I haven't seen anything that's dialed in specifically for content, right? And so it's coming. And I'm not going to get into a ton of details with this because I will be documenting the journey. And if you're not following me on Instagram, follow me there. I'm just at Kim Doyle, all lowercase. Um, I've started doing some photos of sort of the journaling process and I'm having a ton of fun with it. And I'll tell you, this is my little side off script test that I did with Instagram stories. I posted, there was one day uh, that I did like three still shots. One was me complaining about the heat because that's what I do all summer. And then the second one was a photo of a journaling spread and it's doodling. I'm using different colors and kind of playing around with lettering and stuff. Not a ton of doodles, I should say, but playing more with formatting than just like my head used to think I can't keep a journal because I had to just write and write and write, which I love to write, but this is so much more up my alley. Okay. So then I shared one photo of that and used the hashtag journaling. And then I did a photo of the book of positive aspects and I didn't include the hashtag journaling. This is the crazy stuff, guys. Here's the results. So, cause I took a photo of this with my phone because I was thinking, oh my Lord, this hashtag has a massive following. The first image of the whining about the heat, which I'm not sure where the value is in that for anybody, but so complaining about the heat, I don't think the 47 views. The next one was with the hashtag journaling 537 views, you guys. And then the third photo that had the book of positive aspects, no hashtag was like 58 or something. So you guys hashtags work. (laughs) Not that you needed that, but I'm telling you, test them and play with them, right? So, all right, let's circle back to content action planner. I will tell you what I'm doing right now that I'll be sharing. So, and I am collaborating on this with somebody and that was another divine connection. It's not a business partnership. It's a collaboration. And I'll share that later about how that's all coming to play. Um, But what I've done is I have reached out to five or six people that I trust who create content consistently, who will give truthful, valuable feedback. So uh, I've got this beta list of people that are going to help us kind of shape this. So I've got a document with what's going to be included. I am working on drawing out the pages You know, I'll do it pencil pen. We'll vectorize them, whatever I'm coordinating printing right now. Um, So these guys then the goal is to have the printables by the end of August that might prove more challenging, but we'll see again. How about I schedule out two days where I'm not at the computer and I'm working on this. So that's my commitment to you guys. I'm going to do that. Um, But so they're going to give us feedback. Um, We're going to get this going and it's going to be launched via Kickstarter in the next couple of months. So the plan, we have some real set dates in place and I will probably, um, I'll give more details on some of those milestones when the logo is dialed and we've got the, 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 the printables, right? I'll give you guys some more details on that, but you can sign up at Content Action Planner and maybe I'll just send updates uh, that way too. But you guys, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm nervous. Obviously, you know, when you come off of something like lead surveys that consume so much of my life, um, there can be a hesitancy to stepping into another project. And maybe I need to stop calling them secret projects because that might be part of the problem. Okay, I'm not that superstitious. But I, I don't know, I believe in this. Everything in me feels like this is, I don't know, it just feels right. And I'm going to trust that. That's all I need to do right now. I've gotten some great feedback from people in terms of, of what it looks like. And the purpose will not simply be to, 
you know, just a calendar. There's going to be more in it for specific platforms to help you really look at creating campaigns with a specific end goal in mind, uh, tracking stats and stuff. So I'd, you know, any feedback or thoughts you guys would be helpful. And I'll just say that I don't think we would, if, if you want to be a part of this sort of beta test, let me know. I don't, I don't think I can do more than 10 because then we just get into too many opinions probably. Um, and how that's working is, so I've got a document with all the pages. They're getting sent that. Then we're going to do a first call. Um, so there's not a ton of requirement other than you're willing to test, try the pages, give us feedback and hop on a couple calls. So if you're interested, just respond. I was about to say respond to this email, but this is a podcast. So just email me at Kim at kimdoyle.com. All right. So wrapping up, where are we at? Okay, this is good. All right, about 50 minutes. So again, first of all, if you've made it to the end of this episode, thank you. I do not take it lightly that you choose to spend your time listening to this podcast. And thanks for bearing with me. Tears and all. Uh, my hope with this episode is that it helps someone else. And it reminds you that even though we have businesses we love, we also have lives. We are human. You know, I've accepted that there is no getting through life without going through the hard stuff. Uh, you know, my therapist also, you know, life is hard. I get it. I understand that. But how we go through the hard stuff is up to us. So on that note, guys, again, thank you for listening. Sign up for early notification of Content Action Planner. That's .com. That's it. Um, it's just a simple, clean notification landing page. And we'll start teasing out logos, thoughts, feedbacks, all that good stuff. And, you know, just send some love and, and good thoughts our way. I'd appreciate it. And if you have not left a review of the show anywhere, iTunes, I am in Spotify now, Stitcher, all those places, Google Play. Uh, it'd mean the world to me. I have a ton of amazing interviews in the can, guys. The goal is to get this back. To, uh, well, not back, but I want to start publishing two episodes a week, mainly because I need to get these interviews out and I like doing the solo shows too. So I do, just to give you a little bit of a teaser, I've got Peach at Neary coming on the show. We talked about design. I've got Mike Killen where we talked about sales and funnels. Uh, Paul Lacey, a lot of these are WordPress people. Paul Lacey of Dickie Bird's Design. They've got some really cool stuff in the works. Then from a marketing perspective, I've got Matt and Matt of Botpreneur. We're talking chatbots. I've got Mikhail Yang of ManyChat, the founder. Guys, I have so many good interviews coming out. So stick with me. I'm quite possibly going to be hiring my editor back on because I can't keep up with this stuff right now. And so just stay tuned. I love you guys tons. As always, thanks so much for listening. And I will catch you in the next episode.